0: People said I'd never make it I'd never see it through They don't know what keeps me going Lord, I guess they haven't met you My life was a shambles. Till the day you came along You turned my tears into laughter And you gave me a brand new song I'm still holding on Lord, I'll never let you go You gave me a smile You touched my heart You touched my soul And the bridges that's behind me Lord, I burned them to the ground I'm still holding on You're the best thing I ever found. Voted likely not to prosper. It's left hanging over my head. You'll never count for nothing. That's what most of the people say. Been known to be unsettled, never stay around too long, but you're the treasure I was searching for and Lord. I'm still holding on, I'm still holding on. Lord, I'll never let you go. Because you gave me a smile. You touched my heart. You touched my soul. And the bridges that's behind me. Lord, I burn them to the ground. I'm still holding on You're the best thing I ever found And the bridges that's behind me Lord, I burn them to the ground I'm still holding You're the best thing I ever found I'm still holding on You're the best thing I ever found That song is truly the story of my life. And uh, I could have turned out a whole lot worse than I am tonight. Could have been in some bad places, including hell. But yet God delivered me from that and saw me through it. Amen. Listen, I know what it is to be brought up by Grandma and Grandpa. I know what it's like to not have a dad figure around the house. And anything that you'll try or attempt to do in your life, I know what it's like for people to say that you can't do it. But I'm here to tell you, with Christ, you can do all things. And I'm walking proof of that tonight. And uh, most people don't realize it and they are and they're amazed that knew me in my former life, before Christ came along, to see me doing what I'm doing today. And uh, they just can't believe it. Is that really you? Uh, yeah, it's me. But it's not the... It's not the old me, it's the new me, <laughs> amen. Turn in your Bibles to Revelation 22 tonight. It probably won't take as long tonight to go through the remaining part of this chapter, but we'll do what the Lord will have us to do. Revelation chapter 22, in verse number 12. I would ask you to stand tonight, to stretch your legs a moment, but most of all, for the reverence of the reading of the Word of God and prayer for the message tonight. Revelation chapter 22, and verse number 12. The Bible says, And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. That's important tonight. Jesus says here in verse 13, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life, and, and, and enter through the gates into the city. For without are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters. And whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. And the Spirit and the Bride say, Come. And let him that heareth say, Come. And let him that is athirst thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. This is where we started last year, 43 lessons ago. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. He which testifieth these things saith, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Father, we do love you again. We thank you for the opportunity to be here tonight. We pray you add your blessings to the reading of the word. In Christ's name we do ask. Amen and amen. Thank you. You may be seated tonight. Before the book ends, here in the book of Revelation, Jesus Christ has some comments that he's going to make to John. We see the coming in those comments in verse number 12. This is one of the three promises of Christ's coming giving in this chapter. The other two are promises that are given by Christ about His coming are found in Revelations 22 verse 7. And also the same chapter, verse number 20. Now the certainty... Of His coming is, it is told to us there in number 12. He says, Behold, I come quickly. Now that word behold tonight emphasizes the certainty of His coming. In other words, behold. In other words, take notice. Because you can be of certain of knowing that I am coming. He says, Behold, I come quickly. Quickly. He didn't say he's going to send angels. He didn't say he's going to send John back from the dead. He said he was coming. He said, I, the Lord Jesus. He says, behold, I come quickly. And what this is saying is that, take note, know that he's coming. And what God is saying is true. And you can count on it. He's trying to get our attention. Trying to get us to notice that Jesus is coming. And he says, my reward is with me. And to give every man according as his work shall be. Now, in the view of the rewards that is coming, some have great prospects. Some will have great rewards. Some may not have great rewards. Now, we got to understand when the Lord Jesus Christ comes, the Bible does say that He is coming and His rewards are going to be coming with Him. So what we have to look forward to is uh, the years that we have served the King of Kings, the years that we have been saved, and the good works that we have done. Let me make clear for sure that you understand and know that we're not saved by works tonight. But we will be rewarded for the good works that we do. For those times that you may have slipped a little bit of money to someone that's less fortunate to help them, God makes a record in His book. For every time that you bowed your head in prayer and prayed for someone, I believe God makes a record in His book. I believe any time that you do a good deed for the cause of Christ and for the kingdom of Christ, I believe God records it in His book. And we're going to be rewarded for those good deeds that we do. Some will obviously get more rewards than others. And that ought to encourage you and I both tonight to do more for the Lord. Now, I know there comes a time, the Bible says, there'll be an hour where no man can work. There'll be a time in your life where you can't work. I remember Brother Charles many a times has looked at our board and, and, and me, and even on the private individual basis together. And he would weep a little and say, Preacher, I wish I could do more. I wish I could do more. But with his health situation, he can't do more. But he looks at me and says, But I can still pray. And I can still read the Word of God. And I can still tell people about the goodness of God's love and His mercy and His grace. So no matter where we are on this journey of life, no matter how bad or good our health may be, there are still some things that we can do to build our treasures up in heaven. Amen? It doesn't take good health to build your treasures on the confidence of God's tithes. Amen? I believe in tithing. I believe that it's taught in the Scripture from the Old Testament even over into the New. And I want our church to prove some skeptics wrong. I've heard people say inside this church. I've heard people say outside this church. Well, since you're out of debt, your tithing will stop. I said, our people are better than that. They weren't given because we were in debt. They were given because God commands it out of the Scriptures. And that's what we do. So, I'm here to tell you today, we need to pr- prove the skeptics wrong. And I like doing that because I've done that my entire life, proving them wrong. Because, you know, always somebody's got something to say about it, amen. But I'm here to tell you, as long as we're just obedient under God's Word, He's going to take care of us and He is going to reward us. But for those, and listen, I believe He makes mark on every time you attend Wednesday night Bible study, amen. I believe when you make the effort to come out to the house of God when the situation may not be prime for you but yet you make an effort to come to worship the king and learn more about his word I believe God will compensate you uh, somewhere down the line and God will give you the blessings, the desires uh, and the rewards that is justly due but for those that are unfaithful unfaithful servants uh, they may be getting some uh, uh, a whole lot less rewards let's put it that away tonight amen but we see the coming in the comments but number two we see the christ of the comments in verse number 13 he says i am alpha and omega the beginning and the end the first and the last now this is the fourth time In the book of Revelation that Christ has been identified as the Alpha and the Omega. Uh, Alpha is the first letter of the Greek alphabet and Omega is the last uh, letter in the Greek alphabet. The first and the last emphasize the fact. And this text shows us at least four things about Christ. Now if we're thinking about Him being the first and the last, let's go ahead and think about Him being always there and always will be. Amen. He was always, always is. And and, and that's the God that we serve. But it shows us the sufficiency of Christ. Christ is all sufficient for salvation. Everything from A to Z in salvation is found in the Lord Jesus Christ and nobody else. You can't find salvation in John that was seeing uh, these visions. You cannot find salvation in the great apostle Paul. But you can find salvation in one person, and that being the Lord Jesus Christ. He's all sufficient for salvation. But I see the satisfaction in Christ. Christ will totally satisfy who receives Him as Savior. Jesus will not disappoint you. In other words, uh, I believe tonight that I can live a satisfied life uh, as I live for Christ a uh, satisfied like Christ. listen we may not have the best things uh, we may not have the prettiest things uh, we may not have the biggest things uh, but we've got enough uh, we got all that we need uh, and god has truly blessed and kept me satisfied and he gives you a satisfaction that this world uh, cannot give you And I'd rather have the satisfaction of God in my life, and knowing that I'm saved, and knowing that I'm going to heaven, than any other thing in this world. What are you saying, preacher? Well, let me put it like this. You can have the world give me Christ, because He's the one that's going to take care of me. He's the one that's going to get me satisfied. I'm not going to look for satisfaction in this world, because satisfaction cannot be found in this world. This world cannot give me the satisfaction that I desire, that comes from Christ. What is that satisfaction? How about peace that surpasses all understanding? When the world is a total wreck tonight mean us on every hand I can still say I can pillow my head at home and go to sleep and sleep like a baby for if something bad happens I'll see you at Jesus feet. Oh, what's so good about... How's Jesus going to satisfy The peace. How about His grace? Amen. Oh, He'll give us dying grace when time comes. He gives us saving grace when we got saved. He gives us sustaining grace to help us when times are bad. And you know what? People have often told me this. I haven't realized it uh, much unless I've thought about it here tonight, really. Uh, People say, you're always pretty much smiling. you 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 got a good attitude about things. I'm like, yeah, that's what God's put in me. Amen. Because we can frown on a lot of things tonight. We can talk about how miserable we got it. We can talk about how miserable you might be or whatever. But I'm here to tell you, as long as you got Jesus, you got everything. (laughs) Amen. People don't understand that, but I do. He's satisfying to me. We got his mercy. We got his grace. We got his peace. My word, we got his salvation. What should we fear tonight? Amen. We got faith in the one that can make changes in anything and everything that we're involved in. But it also shows the superiority of Christ. No one else dares say this of themselves except for Christ. He's superior to all. He says, I am the beginning. I'm the end. I'm the first. I'm the last. I'm the alpha. And I am The Omega. Then number three. We see the compensation in the comments. He said blessed are they that do His commandments. You know what He's saying there? Blessed are those that are going to live right. And do right. That they may have the right to the tree of life. And may enter in through the gates into the city. Obedience to the Lord has its rewards. There may be a price to pay now. For obeying Him. But that price is only in time. For eternity lasts forever. And He says, if you'll keep My commandments. In other words, if you'll live your life like you're supposed to live it. If you'll be... And and let me say this before we get all confused tonight. If you're truly saved, you're going to live that life. And try to do right. I want you to understand that tonight. Because I'm here to tell you. I've never seen a genuine born-again believer, turn around and walk out the door and live like hell itself. Because if God saved them, they're going to walk out this door living like God saved them. Amen? I can show you many examples. I was talking about it the other day. Aaron was one of them. When God saved him, you could tell. The light bulb went on, boom, it was over. He was changed. Jean Fox was, was another one. She walked in the old church over there, lost as a ball in high weeds, and, 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 and Brynn's still in the womb. All right? And, and, and she got her heart right with God that day. And boom. It was a difference in her life. And I like to see that in people because when you see that change in life, you know that they got it. Not, and I believe the devil will slip you a counterfeit if you're not careful. You'll go through a lot of emotional things, and you'll start to think about things, and you'll think you're getting right with God, but you never have a serious a conversation with the Lord about your salvation. You, never, you, you just went through some emotion. Now listen, salvation is more than emotion. It's more than turning over a new leaf. It is uh, getting saved. It's getting cleansed by the precious blood of Jesus. And when that happens, nothing can fail you. Amen? Amen. I'm here to tell you, you can have victory in Jesus. He says, but if you'll do those things, if you'll keep the commandments, if you'll live right, you'll have the right to the tree of life. Now That's a pretty good reward right there, amen? Having a right to partake in this tree is a right that exceeds any rights here on this earth. Boy, and I tell you, it's going to be a good time hanging around that tree of life. But it's also going to give you a right to a territory. He says, we're going to give you a right to enter through the gates of the city. Hey, listen, this is a prestigious right. It's the greatest gift of all to go into that place called heaven. Those in the lake of burning with fire and brimstone would certainly like to enter that city, but they'll never be able to do so. Hell is real. Hell's a place you don't want to go. Hell is a place you don't want your family to go. Hell is a place you don't want your friends to go. And may I be quite honest, hell's not a place you want your worst enemy to go. You want them to be saved. You want them to turn their life over to Christ and have something come out of their life. But then look at the cast out in the comments in verse 15. He says, without or do- without dogs. In other words, without Christ. Without keeping those commandments. Without living a life for the Lord. Most of all, without being saved. are dogs. And sorcerers. And whoremongers. And murderers. And idolaters. And whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. See that. Outcast of these eternal Blessings we're speaking of tonight is listed Right here and it's not a nice group I mean it's almost like the last List that was given in chapter 21 and we can Summarize these gifts or These uh, these uh, categories In four different ways Uh, I think we can see that The fowl are excluded He speaks of dogs now dogs in The Bible times were not pets But they were detestable animals that represented the abominable or represented abomination Uh, dogs were not friends they were they were filthy that's what it meant to these people at this time and those who will be rejected from the new jerusalem are those who live like dogs and he goes on and mentions uh uh harmongers and that's an abominable sex life now listen let's be honest with each other tonight Uh, That is between a husband and a wife. Amen. And it would be more of an, an absolute of Adam and Steve and not Adam and Eve. Amen. And that is something that that is a gift that God has given a husband and a wife. Now, if you end up partaking in such activities outside of marriage, the Bible calls you what you are, a whoremonger. That's what it means. We don't need to be involved in that. Because that right there, that is a bad place to be. You're in a bad place right there. Amen? So save that for the time when the ring is on the finger. And the marriage vows have been spoken. And when it means something to you. I've always told people, that ring right there means something to me. Amen? And and, 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 and that little lady back there in the office tonight, working or whatever she's doing, it's going to mean something to her. Amen? And it's not one of these things where you walk in somewhere and you slide it off and where nobody won't see it when you're walking around. No, 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 no. No, it stays on right there because that reminds me of my obligation. I'm blessed by Brother Max Starnes every time I see him. He, he blesses my heart. He says, Preacher, I, I feel like I failed my wedding vows. I'm just wanting to take care of her, and I can't do it. And I said, Brother, you have went far and beyond your duty. And he'll just start weeping, and that'll get me crying. I'm a cryer, if y'all didn't know. But uh, I'm, I'm telling you, uh, I don't want to be in this dog crowd. I don't want to be in the whoremonger crowd. But I don't want to be in this faithless crowd either, that are the sorcerers and the idolaters. You see, sorcerers represent witchcraft and the occults of this world. And all this false worship and will be excluded uh, from that blissful eternity that we've been speaking about. What is idolatry? Idolatry is anything that you put before the Lord. I met with a couple for some counsel this past Monday night, my wife and I, and we met with them. And uh, they were talking about the children, and they were talking about back and forth. And I said, hey, listen, let us not forget exactly how this is supposed to go. Um, Your wife's number one, your husband's number one, the children come after that. Now, some people have a hard time understanding that. Especially in families that may be split families. But may I say, it don't split the Word of God. Your spouse is still, number one, under the leadership of God. God is first. Your spouse is second. And then your children. And then everybody else. Amen? That is our God-given responsibilities today. So he's talking about sorcerers here. He's talking about adulterers. But he's talking about murderers. That the fierce will be excluded. Those who kill innocents are not included in the New Jerusalem. I believe we can go ahead and say this tonight and say it boldly. Abortionists will burn in the lake of fire and brimstone for eternity. Life begins at conception. It's a proof. It's proved as that. But they can legally go in and remove that child from the womb. Basically suck its brains out. Stab it in the neck. Whatever they do. But yet if one is murdered by a bullet. And the lady is pregnant. They charge them with a double murder. That's double standard. Something's wrong, folks. Something's wrong. Let's move on before I get in trouble. The falsifiers are excluded. Whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. You know, the first sin that's mentioned in the Bible is the last one condemned in the Bible. Lie. Lie. Politicians are very skillful in lying. Eternity will be miserable for them. <laughs> My saying is, liars will become friars. What's wrong with being honest? Tell us the truth. You know what? You know what the problem is today. We're afraid we're gonna hurt somebody's feelings. It don't change the fact that right is right and wrong is wrong. No matter if we get our toes stepped on or we get hurt or we. You know, we feel bad about it. Just do what's right. Do what's right. There's two things that really that doesn't settle well with me: liars and thieves. And that's pretty much probably a whole lot of a lot of people. They don't like somebody to lie to them. They don't like anybody to steal from them. And they're bundled together right here in this scripture in verse number 15. Without Christ, they're, they're, they're dogs, sorcerers, and whoremongers, and murderers, and adulterers, and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. You ever know anybody that is a habitual liar? Every time they open their mouth, it was a lie? I've seen two or three people like that in my lifetime. And I've been around them, and boy, when they let it roll like that, I'm sitting going, Do you expect me to believe that? And they have to tell eight other lies to make up for the one they tell. Eventually, it'll catch up with them, and they'll forget the first lie that they told it's amazing. Why can't we just tell the truth? Tell the truth and do right, my friend, you'll never fail in in, in telling the truth. Amen. You'll never tell you'll, you'll never uh, fail in telling the truth. I I I I've talked some people into telling the truth that I knew that they were lying and 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 it turned out to be a good thing because it kept them out of a lot of trouble. I counseled with a young lady one time that was accusing this uh, boy it it was young people they were kids they probably wasn't nothing they was going to do anyway but this she said this boy uh, made advancements upon her and raped her and uh, and this was years ago so don't try to figure out who it is you'd never know them we've had about 10 churches come through here if you know what i mean Uh, they said you know she tried depending on that boy and i got to talking to her and and when we got to talking that wasn't the truth she was the aggressor she was the one that seduced the boy. I said, now, you could possibly get that kid in trouble. You better tell the truth. Just because you might have slipped up and think you had an accident, don't make, it, don't make it up no lie. If you're the guilty one, then you be the guilty one. So she finally came clean. Nothing happened to the situation. Uh, nothing was done, of course. But, uh, you know, it could have possibly been bad. It ruined somebody's reputation forever. But uh, don't care anything about liars tonight. And the Bible says plainly uh, we shouldn't partake in that act of uh, lying. But then on number five, we see the commission in the comments. Verse 16. Christ speaks to John of the commission and he's given there. And the report is, is given out. And it's, implied, it's an implied commission. Uh, can you put verse number 16 up for me, buddy? Thank you. Let's read verse number 16. I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. John was not given this revelation to be silent about it. Revelation brings responsibility. Not only to this angel, but also to John who is receiving this information. I, Jesus, sent mine angel to testify unto you. That word testify there is making a commission toward John. He said, I'm telling you who I am. I'm telling you what I am. And I'm telling you that you need to spread what I'm giving you. That's what's happening here. That word testify. The commission here involved proclaiming a message proclaiming that Jesus Christ was what? He was these things that the Bible speaks of. The proclamation involves the message from the entire book of Revelation. It's not a popular message, but it's a one of judgment upon evil. And many have popularized uh, eschatology and revelation through fiction or the sensational, which is uh, a lot of times dull than indictment of sin in the book. But uh, I'm here to tell you... Uh, we know that there's a punishment for sin And it is death It's death We're to proclaim it in the churches The message is to be given to the churches It's seldom heard in the churches anymore I uh, preached a message one time on hell now, Some of you may remember it. it It was several years ago It had to have been probably over three or four Maybe three years ago Because Dusty and Joe Beth were still here at the time I remember them being here And uh, I preached on a message uh, uh, from Luke 16, and it was specifically on hell. And Percy Ray, the old great uh, preacher, man of old, helped me preach it by the way of a CD. And he preached the first part of that message, and I preached the last part of it as we played it And Uh, Or it might have been vice versa. But during that time when preacher Percy Ray was preaching about hell. And was talking about the fires of that place. and, and, And a place that you didn't want to go. A place that burned with fire and brimstone. People that were in that congregation. I believe it was back in the 50's or 60's. that When they were in that congregation. They actually... Felt like that their feet was on fire. They felt like they were being dragged down to that place. And all of a sudden during his message. While he was preaching on hell. You could hear people begin to scream. And they would begin to shout. And they would be running to an altar of prayer. Begging God to forgive them. Because hell was made so real to them. That morning in that message. Power. The power of the gospel of Christ. The power of them knowing the truth of that there is a hell. And there's going to be a judgment coming. Revelation is a book of judgment. And it's a book of judgment upon the evil of this world. And he's telling John here. He said, you let them know. You let the churches know. You let everybody know. I am the root and the offspring of David. And the bright and morning star. This identifies Christ as the one giving this commission. Both the humanity and deity in his statement. In other words, he was God. And yet he was man. He was God in flesh, God incarnate. He was the offspring of David, which gives the humanity of Christ. And he was born of the seed of David. But then when he says the bright and morning star, it emphasizes his deity or the lordship of Jesus Christ by showing his superiority and eternality. He will always be God. Nobody's going to overthrow God. Nobody's going to come by and say it's my turn to rule and reign. He is going to always be there. No one's going to murder him. No one's going to kidnap him. He's always going to be there. And he always has been. That's God. That's the eternality of it all. I'm telling you, I'm glad I serve that kind of God that's alive. Because a dead God can't save you. A dead God, Steve, can't take cancer from you. But a one that's alive and well sure can. Huh? You know, it it, it just thrills my soul what I heard in here Sunday, all these people standing up saying, "God done this for him, God done that, God's healed this, God's healed that. Listen, well, praise God, there's a nothing I believe right there in the works. I don't know what's going to come of it, Steve. I really don't, but I've got faith in the Lord. Something, to, they, something ain't right when they tell me they do a scan and they know exactly where to go and they know where to get that biopsy, but by the time they get there, the it ain't there. <laughs> Only God can do that. They'll probably tell you they looked at the wrong report or somebody else's scan or their machine malfunctioned. They'll do something to try to explain it away. But when they do, just tell them, you know who done it. It's the God of glory that done it. Amen? Then as we look at verse number 6, or chapter number 6, chapter number 6, verse number 6. Number 6 on your outline, okay? There you go. (laughs) I'm fixing to take you back and start over. (laughs) Verse number 17, and the spirit and the bride... Say, come. Let him that heareth say, come. Let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. You know what's happening here? One last attempt. One last invitation. Come. 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 Come drink of this water. Come give your heart to Christ. And it's right here in the Scripture. The, I mean, you know, and, you, and we're going to see it right here. Just, just come to life as we continue to go through this book. But Christ is speaking to those who can come for salvation. Let them that are athirst thirst come. Lost people are thirsting for something. And they don't know what they're looking for. They're trying to find it in all the wrong places. Used to be an old country song back in the day. Looking for love in all the wrong places. You can't find it in all the wrong places. There's only one place to find it. And that's in Christ Jesus. Him that heareth say come. Those that hear the message you need to come. The bride, the church is saying come. You need to come. We need people to be saved today. Let him that is a thirst come. Whosoever will. That's anyone tonight. Will let him take the water of life. Whosoever will. I'm glad I'm a whosoever. I preached a message entitled that one time. I'm glad I'm a whosoever. You know why? Because every one of you is a whosoever. Everybody in this world is a whosoever. And if they'll just come, God will forgive them. What's holding people back these days? They have a fear. They fear they're going to lose some friends. They fear they're going to be talked about on their job. They have a fear of of, of of giving up things in this world. I'm here to tell you, honey, you don't have to give up nothing. God will take it away from you. He'll take it away from you. Whosoever will, take it and take it freely. The expense of it all... It's free. The great thing about salvation. It is free. The cost of it is in rejecting salvation. The cost is rejecting Christ. But let's look at these concluding remarks. And we'll close out the book tonight. Verse number 18. And verse 19. The Bible says for I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. In other words, I'm telling you to where you can tell everybody else. This is John speaking. He's, he, he's, he, he's got the word from the Lord. He says, For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. You wonder why I want to stick with the King James Bible? That's one of the reasons right there. Listen. This is the close that we have available to the original manuscripts. If any man take away from this book. If any man shall add to this book. We're going to... God, not John. God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And then look at verse number 19. If any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy. God shall take away his part Out of the book of life. And out of the holy city. And from the things which are written in this book. I want to know how new writers with new Bibles can explain this scripture. And why many of scriptures that they've interpreted from the original transcripts are missing. How can they do it? I would be walking to a point of fear. (laughs) Fear. Because I know what the book says. Wait a minute, I'm saved. My name's in the book. But now the scripture's talking about taking my name out of it. And the plagues of the book being poured upon me. I'm leaving this book alone. It is what it is. It says what it says. And then verse 20. He which testifieth these things saith. Surely I come quickly. In other words, the people that we're speaking to, the church that it's been given to, we have been told, you need to tell people what Jesus has said. And Jesus there speaks, the words are in red in verse 20. Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so, come Lord Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus. Don't let me add that word there. Amen. That he is the Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. That's some heavy warnings here in the book. He that testifieth of these things. Christ was speaking, so it's Christ who's coming back. He says, surely I come quickly. The speed of the coming is a warning to be prepared for his coming, because it can happen at any time. And when it happens, it's going to happen quickly. We talked about that last week. Not going to be time for you to turn and repent when, when the trumpet sounds. We're out of here. Boom. Gone. Done. Quickly. Quickly. You never know if the grave awaits you tomorrow. That's why we've got to be ready for him to come quickly. You can be a picture of help tonight. Just have your physical examination. Be an athlete. And die in your sleep before morning. They come in, they do all the tests, they do the autopsy, and they discover that you died of a natural death. <laughs> can you die of a natural death that young? Apparently you can. In other words, they can't find any reason why you died. Most times they look at you and say, well, it's just old. But what, what, what happens when it happens to a 22-year-old? You ever had that to happen? Can't find really a reason why? You know why? God says your time's up. You slip out into eternity, you don't know when it's going to be. I'm not promised that I'll be standing here Sunday. You're not promised that you'll be sitting in this building Sunday. Matter of fact, you're not promised to make it home tonight. But if you're saved, you promise to make it that home. Amen? Amen? He says in verse number 22, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. A typical benediction at the end of a letter. We all need grace, amen, of the Lord Jesus in every aspect of our life. I believe grace can teach us some things. Grace can lead us in some things. Grace can encourage us. Grace can lift us up those are the final words of the good book. May that grace be with you. And he says, Amen. You know what that word, Amen means? Let it be so. Let it be so. I hope you've enjoyed the study. I hope you've learned just a little bit. Anybody in here make every, all 43 nights? Nope. Shame on you. No. Um, If you want to ever go back and hear those, they're on our website. All of them. Just go under the sermons page and look up the study through Revelation. And after tonight, you'll have 43 to listen to. Uh, Some of you had mentioned you wish you'd heard them all. And you can if you want to take the time and go back and listen to those. They are available. I think there was one that I actually we didn't get recorded somehow or another. I can't remember what happened. Um, usually if we don't do the audio, we can pull the audio from the video. And uh, But for whatever, the video was down that night, and then we didn't audio it. But I did the very next Wednesday go over the things that we went the prior week, just a little bit and touched on those so you wouldn't miss anything. So you wouldn't know it uh, unless I told you, and I told you. But it's there, 43 weeks worth. Maybe, I guess, 42 because that one's missing. But uh, 43 weeks, and it took over a year to get where we're at tonight. So we hope and pray that we have done you justice and service. And uh, most of all, I hope the Lord's pleased by it. Because we need to let people know that day's coming. Day's coming. We're not going to live forever. If you saved, you are. (laughs) Amen. Thank you so much. You stand tonight. Sister, you come just play us a little bit. We're going to pray. Just play a little song of invitation, if you would. And we will, um, we don't have anyone to come pray. I know we've already prayed, but if someone wants to come around the altar and pray, we'll give you time. If not, we'll dismiss. But uh, may the Lord bless us tonight. Our Father God, in Jesus' name, we love you, Lord. We thank you for all that you do for us. We thank you for the word. Thank you for helping us to complete the word. God, I pray that you will, Lord, help us to remind others that Jesus is coming soon. And, Lord, that there is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. And, Lord, I pray that you'll be with us this night. Keep us safe as we go to and fro. We'll thank you for all that you do for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you tonight. I hope and pray that you have a safe week.